Welcome to the Weekly Sprawl. You are tuned into episode 96. Today we are going to talk about some NFL news and then we're going to dive into the NFC East, the moment of truth, the most exciting division in the <laughs> NFC barn. No, just kidding. Uh, Durgan has it listed here as the NFC least, which is probably more accurate, um, but we're excited to talk about it. There's a, there's a team in here that um, I hold near and dear to my heart, which is the Eagles, so I'm interested to hear my co-host shit on them a little bit, but um, other than that, you know, excited for that, but we've got my co-host here, as I mentioned, Casey Sully and, and Matthew Durgan. How you guys doing? Doing well. Excited to talk. Uh, I, I think the NFC East is a little bit better than people, than the rap they have right now, Ooh. honestly. Okay. I think they... Uh, they're they're going to be competitive. I don't think, and and also I think they're one of the more exciting divisions because you don't yes. know who's going to win it. That's it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the most parity we have here. I mean, maybe NFC West we might have some, but I think this is the first time we have three different division winners between all of us. Yeah, that's so true. That is true. That, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to talk about this. I think the NFC West is similar, but on the opposite side of the spectrum, right? Where every team is really good, potentially. Yeah. Um, and now we're in a situation where most of these teams are probably not great, but that does not mean we will not cover them and give you our thoughts on each of them and where we think this division will end up. But before we do that, we have some interesting NFL news. Uh, Carl Nassib of the Las Vegas Raiders came out and is now the first active, uh, gay NFL player. That's pretty momentous. It is, and it helps that he's a solid player, too. I think it adds a little bit more, I don't know, not that you need credence to that kind of thing, but, uh, you know, like with Michael Sam uh, a number of years ago, he was a bubble guy that, that was fighting to, to make a roster, but now you have a guy that's solidified in the NFL as a solid contributor, has, has established himself, uh, and felt comfortable enough to, to come out and, and let everyone know, and that that's awesome to see, and, and it, it signifies a, a little bit at least a, a shift of... Um, public perception and, and the acceptance of people within the NFL. He's had a, a lot of support from players uh, expressed publicly, so that's that's really cool to see. Um, hopefully that continues and, and people sort of feel comfortable to, to be themselves no, no matter who they are. Yeah, the whole active NFL player being the first one was gay threw me off because like Michael Sam, I was like, yeah, that wasn't too long ago. But Michael Sam never played in a regular season game. Uh, assuming Carl Nassib will, I mean, he's do a lot of money. Like he's a very solid player uh, for the Raiders. The way he announced, that, I thought was great as well. It wasn't like a big deal. He was just like, "Hey, like, what's up? I'm gay. Like, who cares? Like, if hopefully in five years this won't even be a big deal that players can come out freely and do what they want." Also donated a lot of money to the Trevor Project, which helps with LGBTQ youth uh, and suicide prevention. So all the way around, uh, very well done by Mr. Nassib. And uh, yeah, like you said, everybody's for most part uh, is pretty positive about it. And hopefully this is a thing in the future where it's not going to be a huge deal and that players can just be whoever they want to be uh, without being judged. Yeah, absolutely. And it was great to see the Raiders come out in support as well on Twitter um, and just on social media in general because they could have easily just been quiet about it, which would be the, the same thing as not supporting, in my opinion. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see you know, the league's stance on this moving forward. But it's, it's definitely a, a, a great thing, and um, it, it's really cool to see him use his platform um, to, to do this. And, and like you mentioned, the donation as well. So um, all good things. All good things there. Let's let's uh, dive into the uh, division discussion. Unless Casey, I mean, I, there's some NFL news in Wisconsin. Maybe if you want to talk about that <laughs> real quick, or if you're if you're done with Aaron Rodgers and his country club memberships. No, I'm not, I'm done with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. He's uh, he he cannot bless my tongue until he comes to training camp. So. Fair, fair. But I, I hey, if I was a Packers fan, I'd be a little excited at any news that signified he might be coming back. So, um, you know, 
maybe good things to come. I just want it to be over, man. Okay. Just <laughs> rip the Band-Aid off one way or the other. Maybe the All cut right. will be healed and he'll come back, or you know, it'll still be a gaping wound and we'll be banished to mediocrity for the next 20 years like most NFL franchises without a star quarterback. Yeah, fair. All right, well, we won't uh, belabor that anymore. Let's let's dive into this division here. This will be an interesting one because I'm, I'm looking at our standings and we kind of all have a different uh, way that this division is going to end up, which is partially why Casey was saying this might be one of the more exciting ones because there's it's really up for grabs in my opinion. But how do you want to handle this? Do you guys want to go through team by team and then kind of explain where we have them ranked um, since yep. they're all different? I mean, t- traditionally up until this point, we've gone... We've all had similar first and second place teams, and then the bottom two were the same, so it was easy to, to distinguish and, and navigate. But what do you, who do you guys want to talk about first, I guess? Let's throw it out. What team? Well, I think we talk about the Eagles first. Since that, that's you want to talk team. about the Eagles <laughs> first. Okay. Let's, let, let, let's get them out of the way. Let's get them out all of the right, way. fair. Uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about them first. Um, I think it's going to be a long year in Philly. Uh, I have them going 5-12, uh, which is the, the worst in this division. Oh, but on, how the, the way the division works, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if anybody won it, but the Eagles, I think, are at least likely. And uh, I just don't like Jalen Hurts that much, and I don't really trust Nick Sirianni. Uh, granted, he's a first-year head coach, so it's going to be tough for him to come in and, and do well. I love their draft. Uh, Devonta Smith is going to be a possible Hall of Famer in my eyes. I'm that high on him. Uh, they have the worst linebacker group in the league, and I've said that for the last two years, which... Drives me crazy. Uh, their defensive line's getting a little old. Secondary, I saw Darius Slay is uh, pretty suspect. So overall, there's not much depth here. Uh, and they always seem to get injured every single season. And it's tough to count on teams that get in- injured every single year to stay healthy. It's you know almost, uh, you know, hopefully that happens. Uh, but they are getting some offensive linemen back. Hopefully those guys as a unit can stay healthy overall. But I'm just not that confident. I hope for Cyrus's sake and for the league's sake that they get into the top five and drop themselves a quarterback because Jalen Hurts ain't it. They also have three first-round picks this year, so maybe they can you know, use two of those picks, move up, and get themselves a defensive stud, and this rebuild can move much faster than a lot of other people's uh, rebuilds go. Yeah, I also have them at 5-12 and 12 and at the Jesus. at the bottom of the division. Uh, <laughs> my condolences. But I, I think a lot of it is going to rest on, on Jalen Hurts. Their roster is aging a bit. Um, but if they just return healthy, that's that's going to be a huge boon for the for the offense. I mean, they they've got a really solid offensive line when when they're all there and and, and healthy. You have Goddard, and if Rager sort of blossoms and, and Devontae Smith shows up, that's there's some pieces there on offense. Like you throw in Miles Sanders, and and maybe Jalen Hurst doesn't have to really do all that much. He can run his RPOs, do some zone read, make some sort of easy completions. Uh, and sort of just manage the offense. And I think that's enough, and I think they have enough talent on offense to be able to score points and relatively keep up with people. The, the question mark is the defense, the linebacker position. The the, the secondary is a little bit of an issue, and the, the aging defensive line, I, I think, is a problem. Um, but if they're, they're able to stay healthy, I think... <laughs> You know, there's enough talent on this team to compete for the the top of the division. Like, I don't think it's out of the out of the picture for them to surprise some people and, and creep up, especially if they win their division games, which historically I think the Eagles have been pretty good at. Um, they managed to you know eke out the the division title and and 
don't have stellar records most of the time, but they beat their division opponents. They win the they win the division and and they get into the to the playoffs. So uh, not out of the realm of possibility for me, but a lot of it's gonna gonna rely on on Jalen Hurts and his development and, and how he looks in year two. Well, first and foremost, I am offended. Just kidding. No, <laughs> you I should I, be. I understand. You know, I, I get it. And the reason I think is because this is the team with the most unknowns and sort of unpredictability out of a division full of unknowns and unpredictability, in my opinion. So this will be Jalen Hurts' first full season as the main guy. And, you know, he's getting paired with a, a rookie head coach. So it's, it's tough to really predict what happens here. That being said, I think you touched on it, Casey. This team was extremely injured last season. It was the second most injured team in the NFL. Derg and your Niners were first. Um, it's it's not a it's not a situation where historically they've been this injured season over season. They've missed some key pieces a few seasons, um, but not to this degree. So I'm excited to see what this team looks like with the pieces that were missing last season. Last season was pretty much backups across the board. Um, so. It'll be interesting. I'm a huge believer in Devontae Smith as well. Um, I think he also will help Jalen Rager kind of turn into the receiver that Jalen Rager can be. He's never been the number one type of guy, so now that there's a little pressure off him, he might be able to perform a little bit better and show what he can do on the field um, and be that deep threat that we drafted him to be. Um, And, you know, when you look at these teams, too, the Eagles literally have the easiest strength of schedule coming into the into the season next year. 32nd out of 32 teams. They, they have literally the easiest strength of schedule. By comparison, you look at Washington football team who won the division. They have a first place record or a first place schedule coming up and they have the 15th um, toughest strength of schedule. So we'll, I'll dive into that when we talk about Washington a little more. But I am actually pretty optimistic for the Eagles this uh, this upcoming and listen I, I I understand there's some bias but I think this roster is actually extremely balanced outside of linebacker their linebackers are bad my name's Durgan that's you but <laughs> no 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 they aren't bad they're horrendous linebackers they're hor- okay they're not the worst in the league though they're better than Packers they're probably better no, than the Rams no, without no, Corey not. Littleton no yeah no, no they're, 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 they're wor- worse they in the league you're, you're incorrect on both of those nope but, yeah. nope no, nope. they're better than Your the Bengals. That Kool Aid is spiked. My, they're better my guy. than the Bengals. <laughs> no, hmm? Bengals better. Bengals are much better linebackers. The I Bengals honestly do not don't know who the Bengals linebackers, linebackers are. So, anyways, the, they could get two guys off the street. The I don't know, could, man. They could probably start a linebacker. I just pulled up an article from Pro Football Focus, and they have the Packers ranked thirty well, second. Well, they're mis- mistake one. Pro Football Focus, that's mistake number one right Throwing there. Throwing at Green Bay Packers linebackers last season generated a 121 passer rating. That's the second worst. Yeah, we had a lot of injuries at the linebacker position. I, 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 Part of the so issue was Christian Kirksey, who was no longer on the team. But I mean, the Packers linebackers aren't good. We're not trying to say no. that. But, I mean, let's look at the three linebackers for the Eagles. Alex Singleton, Eric Wilson, Sean Bradley. Those guys could be working as waiters right now. No, Actually, any Alex Singleton led the team in waiters. tackles. He's he's a solid. He's not a solid much. Uh, not so did much, so did Blake Martinez a couple yeah, of years yeah. ago for the Packers, and he got paid. The guy got paid. He's that doesn't know, mean he was good. He's but he's yeah. he's a contributor. Nonetheless. Hey, he was the best at tackling the guy five yards past the line of scrimmage. There you I'll go. Give him that. There you go, dude. Anyway, listen. If there's one position group out of an entire team that I'm okay with sacrificing, it's linebackers, and that's no, for sure. I'm going to hold firm on that. So. I think when you look at this depth chart across the board, barring injury, there's pretty good players and some stars in certain positions. I don't know why you're not high on Darius Slay. He's he's a great cornerback in my opinion. Um, Durgan, I'm talking to you. But I, I, I said he was good. No, you said he was questionable or something. You said something. You, I said, you slandered I said a second, my guy. 
the, the secondary is questionable <laughs> outside of Slay, who's good. Oh, but outside then of Slay. Outside, yeah, outside. He's the only one that's good. Yeah. Okay, all right. And Anthony Harris right. ain't bad either. Yeah, and uh, Avante Maddox has been solid when he's not hurt. So, anyways, I'm not going to harp on it too long, but I will agree with Casey in the sense that I think this team will ebb and flow and perform and succeed and fail as Jalen Hurts fails and succeeds. Um, it's it's really going to be up to him. It's his first full season under uh, under center. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I think what we've seen from Jalen Hurts in his limited uh, sample size, which in my opinion was one of the best starts that we've seen from a rookie quarterback, even though it was um, towards the end of the season. I mean, we look at some stats, ninth quarterback in NFL history with four more touchdown passes and no interception in his first two starts. And if you limit that to just rookies, that that's ninth overall of any of any player in their first two starts. Um, if you limit that to just rookies, there's only two players, and he's one of them. So um, I, I'm optimistic. You know, there's a ton of stats I can throw out. I can talk all day about why Hurts could be the guy. But, um, you know, I think this team is going to be criminally underrated, and 5-12 and 12 is an example of that. I have them at 8-9. and nine. Do I think this is the year that they blow it out of the water? No, but I think the talent is there, and if they're not injured, people will be surprised, especially combined with this uh, schedule being the easiest in the league. I think uh, people will be pretty surprised. And Jalen Hurts also completed 52% of his passes. So that four touchdowns, zero interceptions is nice, but 52% of your passes is Okay, but let's good. compare that to, to his predecessor, Carson Wentz. I mean, are you going to argue that you literally just made a whole case about how he's going to lead the Colts to the playoffs, and this guy did more with the exact yeah. same weapons than Carson Wentz did. So well, we have a we have an actual sample size of Carson Wentz. Yeah, and it's years trash. Of- the sample no. size is trash. No, it's not trash. There's it's one year the- of good play, and then every other year has been average or below average. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts, outside of what, two games, has been not good. And in those two games, he was, I mean, it was inaccurate. Which is his whole problem. He's also a rookie. Yeah, but he's gonna be second year. I, I, do you think he's gonna get that much better this year? I don't. I do. I think so. He's, he's gonna be a good athlete. He's gonna, he's gonna. His best weapon is his legs. If they want to turn that offense and make it like uh, the Ravens run it, where it's power run, <laughs> then he could succeed. But I don't. I haven't seen that with Sirianni, so I can't. He's not a run first. Qu- his wep- His best weapon is not. His it should legs. be. He's not it a run be. first quarterback. He has the option to. He's like Diet Russell Wilson in that sense. Like oh. he can he can run, but it's not his first look. It's not a Lamar I mean, Jackson. You just compared him to Russell Wilson. I think we should move on. I said Diet that. Russell. I didn't say he's as good as Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, you, can't, you can't put those two in the same paragraph. I think you can. There's probably some stats out there that say that you can. So I don't know. Well, I mean, it's a quarterback factory in Philadelphia, so <laughs> it's only a matter of time until he leads them to the Super Bowl or well, his backup comes Nick in Mullins. and leads them Nick, to a Super Bowl. Nick Mullins, Joe Flacco, so. Yeah, there you big, go. big Dick Nick. Hey, listen, we also, hey, Big Dick Nick 2.0, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Nick Mullins, second most, oh, uh, what's the stat out there with Patrick Mahomes? Second the, most second passing most, yards and yeah. first 16 starts yes. behind oh, Patrick Mahomes in the last, like, 50 years or something. I hate, I hate that stat so much. Yeah, it's dumb, but it's also cool. So it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, I'm I'm excited for this team this year more than I've been since our Super Bowl win. So, well, we will have to see. I don't know that Jalen Hurts takes that big of a leap, but I think he can be a solid 
mid-level dude that uh, distributes the ball. If he can just run the offense, I think they're going to have a shot. I agree. I don't think he needs to take a huge leap, but I think it will also help having his first full sort of offseason. Let's not forget it was COVID offseason when he was you know drafted in the league. Things were just different. So um, I'm excited to see. I, from everything I've seen, the dude's a competitor. And, uh, you know, he's got... He's got that Philly mentality, which is not necessarily a tangible thing. But, Durgan, you touched on this previously. You That's said fair. Carson That's Wentz fair. didn't have that. So, I, I don't know. I'm, there's something about watching this guy play that excites me. Um, so, we'll see. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's a winner. And runner-up for the Heisman. I mean, if Joe Burrow didn't exist, this guy was a Heisman <laughs> Trophy winner. Let's not forget that. So, here we go. Anyway, you get me all amped up. This is what happens <laughs> when you say, let's start with the Eagles. You, you made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> how to get how to get done how to get done first yeah well, right, well now i'm excited to shit on the rest of these teams so let's do it <laughs> well, let's do the washington football team next since they were first place last year let's do them okay, okay. Sounds, um, good. sounds good <laughs> i have them at nine and eight i have another team at nine and eight who is technically the first in the division but so you say a tie for first place, but I don't have Washington making the playoffs this year uh, by our scheduling uh, predictor. Everyone loves them, but I'm here to be the voice of reasons. Uh, they were not a good team last year. They, they, just, they weren't. They just were a product of a really bad division, but their defense is legit. So the, no question about their defense. They'll be fine. It's their offense that needs to take a step forward. And Fitzpatrick, everyone loves him. He's cool on social media. he got the big beard. He's been around forever. He is historically not a very good quarterback. He is a guy you can put in for a few games. He can win you games. He can not lose it for you. But his touchdown reception ratio isn't good. And they were so good last year because Alex, Alex Smith wasn't Dwayne Haskins and just didn't turn the ball over. So you get in a guy who's the opposite of Alex Smith who's going to take a lot of shots and then turn the ball over. It does help that your defense is there that can you know take those risks and stop them. But I'm not... I'm not in love as much as people are with the Fitzmagic uh, hype train. Um, I love McLaurin. I love Eternal Gibson. I got Curtis Samuel, who could be interesting. I don't know how they're going to use him exactly uh, in that offense, but he, he's a good player. I love Ron Rivera, so I do think they're going to be competitive. Uh, their front four, I think, is the best in the league. So at 9-8, and eight, I think that's very fair and very realistic. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they win the division, of course. Um, but as things stand, uh, they are just missing out. Well, you're talking about a guy that turns over the ball. You can also talk about Daniel Jones in that same sentence if you if you want to compare NFC oh, yeah. East quarterbacks. Well, and we will. We're, we're, I mean, yeah, we, we will. We'll get Boy, there. will we'll get we talk there. about Daniel Jones. And, and, and in my opinion, so I have Washington winning the division at 11-6 and six and getting the four seed. Uh, but I just believe in Fitzpatrick more than I do Daniel Jones and uh, – Jalen Hurts at this point. Dak Prescott, to me, is clearly the, the best quarterback in that division. Um, but at least Fitzpatrick has the upside of getting hot uh, along with the penchant of turning the ball over. And I don't think Daniel Jones has that. Uh, Alex Smith didn't really have that. So whoever's at quarterback for Washington, whether it's Fitzpatrick or Taylor Heineke or uh, Ron Rivera's favorite student, whatever, Kyle Allen, um, <laughs> I think they bring a little bit more upside than what they had at the quarterback position last year. Uh, in comparison, I, I think the the offensive talent is better, right? They added Curtis Samuel. They got a little bit of juice there. Logan Thomas really started to show up. Antonio Gibson looks solid. 
they have a stacked defense. So if you can just score a little bit more points on offense, uh, you're in a position now where you're able to compete with almost everybody because defense travels. And if you can stop the other team from scoring, obviously, and if you can actually threaten some teams deep and horizontally and stretch with speed with Curtis Samuel uh, and, and Terry McLaurin, you're you're starting to to cook with gas so to speak so uh i'm pretty overall high on on the roster i think the the offensive line needs to get a little bit better in, in pass protection and and they were kind of inconsistent in in uh run blocking they were an average team run blocking by dvoa and they were 32nd in pass offense but i think that has a lot to do with the quarterback situation last year as well um so if you just give the threat of the pass I think that opens a lot up a lot of stuff for, for the offense. And um, if you are able to get a little bit more production there, I think everything, the, the, the stress on the defense is, is relieved and, and you're able to, to get some things going. So um, I don't have them being world beaters here and, and making a huge amount of noise, but I do think they're the most complete team uh, from a roster standpoint in that division. Did you already go, Durgan? Can I go? Yes, I went. Cool. Yes, all, right. all you. <laughs> this is the best defense in the division, but this offense legitimately concerns me. I don't think adding Fitzmagic is enough. Um, I don't think adding Curtis Samuel is enough. I get you have um, Terry McLaurin. I get Logan Thomas came out and, and balled a little bit as a tight end. But listen, since Daniel Snyder bought this team in 1999, this team has had 23 different starting quarterbacks. And in my opinion... Ryan Fitzpatrick is next in line in this long, long line of <laughs> mediocre quarterbacks to come in, play for a year, and then they'll move on. And, I mean, you want to talk about a team that has been in turmoil? This team, Brad Johnson, Jeff George, Tony Banks, Shane Matthews, Patrick Ramsey, Daniel Warfield, Tim Hasselbeck, Mark Brunel, Jason Campbell, Todd Collins, Donovan McNabb, Rex Grossman, John Beck, Robert Griffin III. I, I literally, I'm not going to stop. The best on this I mean, list what, is what like is, Kurt What Cousins. does that have to do with this year? It has to do with this team finding a way to mismanage their roster. And I think getting Fitzmagic is an example of that. That's in, what it has in, to do with this year. I, I don't... I disagree pretty strongly. What makes you I don't disagree think, pretty strongly? What has Ryan Fitzpatrick history, done that, that makes think you think history what Washington has? This is a Daniel Snyder run team. This is not the Dolphins. Anything. It 100% does. It absolutely does. It has nothing to do with the roster this year. We know Fitzpatrick is not a long-term answer. That's not what they're trying to do. They're saying, we just won the division. We have an elite defense. Let's get someone that's not a rookie, that's not a late-round pick, and put him at quarterback and, and have him run this offense and run this team. What okay. Fitzpatrick has shown he's able to do in spurts. Like when he was a, a full-time starter for the Jets a number of years ago, he, he took them to 10-6 and six on the brink of the playoffs. Uh, he's shown you know enough to say like hey this is a, a mid-tier starter type dude that's not a franchise guy that can get us to the same spot we were in last year i mean are you gonna say mark sanchez is, is a mediocre quarterback then because he did the same thing with the jets yeah I, yes he is not <laughs> he is though. a mediocre quarterback he is not though you're taking any jets to the, to the that afc championship two times and then the rest of his career, he was legitimately in the conversation for the worst quarterback in the league. I don't think he was in the conversation for worst quarterback in the league. He, he was, was always a, a mediocre slash below average quarterback. Who will be forever known for the butt fumble, not for <laughs> taking the Jets to the AFC uh, championship. So, listen, 
all I'm saying, I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is the guy to get it done in Washington. Um, I don't I'm know not that saying they he's going to win them a Super Bowl. Oh, but, but you're saying he's going to win them the division. Yeah. Which I don't think is, is realistic, considering last season, this team literally only made it to the playoffs because the Eagles tanked and prevented the Giants from making it to the playoffs. So true. I don't know that that this I mean, they, this team has they enough did it to get it Dwayne done. Haskins and Alex Smith at quarterback though, and they like, did it with seven wins talent. with a Dallas Cowboys team decimated and unable to have their starting quarterback. So everything kind of lined up perfectly for a trash team to make the playoffs in a trash division. I don't think that's something they can repeat. To uh, add this to that, is not a trash. No roster. team has repeated in this division since 2004 when the Eagles did it. I don't see that happening this season either especially given there's no powerhouse. There's no juggernaut team in this division at the moment. So, listen, I get you like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Casey. I understand that you think the Washington team... I don't team love the guy. I'm just saying. It he's sounds the like guy, you love the, him a little he's, bit. He's the stopgap guy that is good enough to get them back to the playoffs. Okay, let's say he is. Even if he is, I don't think the rest of this roster is good enough to get them to repeat, personally. Where Where is the weak point? I think their tackles are bad. Since Trent Williams and Morgan Moses left, their tackles have been pretty average. There's nothing. I mean, they're going to start Samuel Cosme, who I did a lot of research on because I picked him for your Packers. So I know he's not, a, <laughs> he's not ready to start this season. Um, I think... Quarterback uh, ain't good. Quarterback ain't good. Quarterback's average. If we're, we're saying he's average, that's the, sure. the argument to be made here. I think they have one receiver. Um... I think Antonio Gibson is a solid contributor, but still has some unanswered questions. Uh, it's literally this defense is going to have to carry this team um, to the playoffs if they go. Sure. Yeah. An average offense and an elite defense. But it's not average. Like we to haven't, me, it's below we haven't average. seen that's the, that's that the combination before. It's below average. And you take into account every other team in this division has a tremendously easier schedule. This, this division plays the NFC North, I, the NFC West, and the AFC East. The, the really Washington don't believe in football team. Schedule. But it's the case. You play harder teams, no bearing, it's harder like, to win. Teams change so much in the offseason. Like, it looks drastically different as, as soon as you start week one. Like, last okay. year's performance right. doesn't really... If you're saying Washington is terrible, like, they're going to have to give someone else a harder strength, strength of schedule, schedule when they're I'm not, playing I'm them. not doing this off strength of schedule. I'm doing this off of the teams that You've referenced play. strength of schedule, like, 20 times here. Okay. You're the strength of schedule master. And, hey, it has proven to be a reliable stat to look at. It I actually think. hasn't. It has. It has. It has. But let's not take into account strength of schedule. Let's just look at the teams and talk about the teams that they're going to play and just our outlook on on those teams. So the Eagles play the Lions, the 49ers, and the Jets. I think that's 2-1, 1-2. Cowboys play the Vikings, the Cardinals, and the Patriots. 2-1, 1-2 in my opinion. Giants play the Bears, the Rams, and the Dolphins. Getting a little bit more difficult since they were in second place last season. But I think that's a 1-2, maybe maybe 2-1 if they're lucky. Probably not. But... The Washington football team plays the Packers, the Seahawks, and the Bills. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, that's 0-3, in my opinion. This team's not going to beat the Packers, the Seahawks, or the Bills. I mean, I think they can because defense is, the defense is that good. They almost beat the Bucks in the playoffs. Yeah. With a significantly less talented roster than this year. Almost only counts in the horseshoes and hand grenades. Sure. Any given Sunday, though. True. Any that's given fair. Sunday. It is, and that's right. part of the beauty of the NFL as a whole, but... If we're just like we didn't see Russell Wilson just get annihilated by an elite defense and a mediocre offense in the playoffs, the Rams. We just saw that formula happen. And you're the saying Rams, Washington can't do it? The Rams are better than the Washington football team, even with Jared Goff. Sure, but I'm saying that's the exact same for, formula. With a broken-thumbed Jared Goff, is better than Ryan Fitzpatrick? Listen, 
I know you're trying to dive into specifics here, but my point <laughs> you is, just, you just it asked is to bring up the schedule and listed it, and I'm giving and you the truth, exact dude. examples. Are the Packers, of, of the Seahawks, and the Bills not better than games. every other team I just mentioned? Is that not right? Are the yeah, Packers, sure. the Seahawks, and the Bills not better than the Bears, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Cardinals, Patriots, Lions, and Jets? Barring the 49ers? I couldn't even keep track of all the teams that you just listed. You, you because can, they're you can so say bad. All that. You can't even keep track because they're just so bad, all those teams. Because you listed like 10 teams. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. Take your strength of schedule and lean on that and your hopes for the, the Eagles not because they have schedule. a really I'm bad strength of schedule. Teams. I'm just looking at the teams. Yeah, that, I looked at the teams and I picked the same games that you picked. And it came out 11-6. and six. And there we go. All right. Well, Let's I got move the, on to a different team. I got the inverse. I got them at 6-11. and 11, So that's what's oh. happening. <laughs> We're going to revisit this as we well. We can revisit and this. The, and the worst takes. One of us is going to be right. One of us is going to be wrong. Or maybe they'll Chances just be Chances are like we'll probably be right in the middle <laughs> between both of us. That's what's probably going to happen. Um, listen. Lastly, I'm just going to cap it off by saying Daniel Snyder is the worst owner in the league. He now owns 100% of the team. He bought out his minority owners. So... I have zero faith for this team right now and in the future. Okay. Done. Well, everybody, I'm, I'm still here, everybody. I'm still here. Don't worry. I didn't leave. I was laughing my ass off during that. That was great. I loved fights. Um, let's move on to a team. Well, let's hit the Cowboys for the end because we all hate the Cowboys. Uh, so let's talk about the New York football Giants. The team I think will win the division. You're insane. At 9-8. And I, I'm so high on them because last year they were a game away from being in the playoffs. We just talk about the Eagles. Not, I'm not saying the Eagles tanked, but the Eagles did not try to win that game. Which, I mean, I probably would do the same thing if I were them. Um, last year, Daniel Jones is bad. Let's just get that out of the way. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, as much as we just you know, kind of shit all over him, he's better than Daniel Jones. So far, is what we've seen. Uh, but let's look at the receivers and the running back situation that the Giants have. Saquon Barkley is back. And when he is healthy, which I mean has been an if in his career so far, he is dynamic. He is a one-man wrecking crew. He can catch, he can run, he can do it all. We're going to assume, I'm, I'm assuming he is going to be healthy. He should be a year out from his surgery. And then their top four receivers are incredibly good. I mean, they just signed Galladay. Uh, they have Shepard, they have Slayton, and they just drafted Tony. Who I think is going to be more of a gadget guy than anything else. But they, ha- they have some dudes. So, Dale Jones, if he just doesn't suck and get the ball to these guys early, he'll be all right. That is asking a lot, I do realize, when you have Jason Garrett as your offense coordinator. So, that's not good. But I, I saw how he played down the stretch. He only had one interception in his last six games. And, yeah, he's not throwing for a lot of yards, high completion percentage, a lot of touchdowns. But I think there is something there he can build on. And he doesn't have to be great. He just has to be average on offense. Offense lot also, they're getting Nate Soldier back who didn't play last year, opting out for COVID. So that did left tackle now kind of situated. I think that helps out everybody else. Andrew Thomas, their first-round pick last year, going to play right tackle and just focus on that. Uh, their defense, they picked up some. They picked up Dory Jackson to play corner. Their corner is actually pretty good. Their secondary general, I think, is pretty good. Uh, Leonard Williams really broke out uh, last year with double-digit sack totals, got himself a nice contract. They need to find somebody else besides him. Um, I think they can get there, but it's going to – be more coaching than anything else, which, once again, I don't know. But this team, I think, has the highest ceiling of anybody else. So that's why I'm so high on them. 9-8, they had a tiebreaker over Washington. I think it comes down to a game towards the end of the year that I had the Giants winning, which gave them a tiebreaker. So this team could very well be pathetically bad. 
but I also think they could win 10 games plus. Um, <clears throat> for me, it comes down to the quarterback position. I have the Giants finishing 7-10 and 10 and uh, third in the division. So uh, the Giants had the worst yards after catching the league last year, and they weren't without talent uh, outside even last mm-hmm. year. And, and a lot of that comes from accuracy, accuracy issues with Daniel Jones. You think about, and we can reference the Bucks again, uh, that primetime game where that the receiver was yep. sprinting towards the pylon, and, and Daniel Jones throws it a little late and a little behind, and it's incomplete, and they lose. Um, so those kind of things pop up over and over again for Daniel Jones and the Giants. Uh, I, I do like the pieces. I, I just don't think they're elite enough to cover for Daniel Jones if he doesn't perform up to par. Um, that, that defense sort of waffled between being elite on some weeks and then being very middling and disappointing on other weeks. Um, you mentioned some of their signing, signings and, and who they picked up with Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney. And, you know, Evan Ingram is, is great if he's catching the ball, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he's not catching, catching the ball the very, very often. Um, Saquon being back will help for sure. Uh, it just comes down to, to Daniel Jones and I, I think a lack of help on defense to cover for him if he has a stinker or two. Whereas for Washington, I think the defense can cover for Fitzpatrick if he has a stinker or two, which both of them probably will. My one quick, to, quick, quick, oh, go ahead. quick rebuttal to that is that also you'd look at if Fitzpatrick has a stinker, I don't think Antonio Gibson is good enough at this point in his career to like carry the load. I think Saquon is. So that's that's where my differential also came in uh, when it came to carrying sure. you know, the load that the lack of quarterback uh, can provide. Yeah, but also, I, I won't harp on this too much, but I don't think Fitz, Fitzmagic's stinker will be as stinky as Daniel Jones's stinker, if that makes sense. There will yeah. be less of a load for Antonio Gibson to have to make up and carry, in my opinion. But... Um, I'm, I was going to say it feels good to finally be back in, in agreement with you, Casey. I'm not going <laughs> to fight you on this one because I agree. Uh, listen, Daniel Jones, man, I didn't quite realize how bad he has been until I went in and, and looked at his stats. And um, over the past two seasons, he leads the NFL in turnovers with 39 turnovers. That's abysmal. That's like that's bad. more than two turnovers per game on average. Um, it's Jameis Winston level bad. It's Jameis Winston level mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. And listen, I think this legitimately might be his last season in a Giants uniform. He has all the weapons here now. There's no excuses. Um, but I don't know if I believe in the combo of Jason Garrett with Daniel Jones. I mean, if you look at how this team performed offensively last season, in points per game, yards per game, yards per play, red zone percentage, just every offensive stat, they were like between 29 and 32. They were just bad in every aspect. And they weren't bad from a roster perspective. So something's got to give, in my opinion. Um, so I don't know. I like Kadarius Tony. I like the weapons this team has. Saquon Barkley being back helps a lot, like Casey said. But at some point, like I said, something's got to give with Daniel Jones. And I think this will be his last season in a Giants uniform. Um, and we'll see this team sort of be overhauled. Kadarius Tony also didn't even show up to OTAs because he was waiting on his contract to be signed, which a lot of rookies show up to OTAs even while they're waiting on, on signing their contract. So character concerns? Who knows? I don't know. But anyways, we'll, we'll see what happens. Kenny Galladay's great. You mentioned Adoree Jackson. I like him too. They definitely overpaid a bit for their receivers. And I also think there's this perception that Dave Gettleman is all of a sudden like a really great GM. Yes, his no. first trade back ever and getting the Bears first round pick. Good move. Had to be done. Um, only did that because they got jumped for Devontae Smith. But 
Outside of that, man, I don't know. Like you're you're paying Kenny Galladay seventy million dollars. You're paying him like sixth best sixth best receiver in the league money. He's getting paid what Tyreek Hill's getting paid. He's a great receiver. I like him a lot, but I don't know if I like him that much um, to pay him that much money. So there's some interesting uh, holes on this roster, and I'm not quite sure they're going to be able to uh, mitigate those by the by the season start. I mean. Like edge rusher, you mentioned it, Durgan. I think their edge rushers had like four and a half sacks last season or something. Something like really bad. So Yeah, not good. I'm I'm not sure where this team lands, but I have them as the the worst in the division. Um at uh what did I have them at? Four wins. Four and thirteen is what I had them at. So not optimistic about New York. And I think come next season we see a big quarterback question um that needs to be answered. Well, one quick point one before I move on to the Dallas Cowgirls. I think Kenny Galladay, the top 10 receiver, but can he be a top 10 receiver with Daniel Jones as his quarterback? That's the question we're going to find out. I don't even know if he is a top 10 receiver. He's, he's definitely he, a top he 15, play. maybe. But yeah, he's, he he's good. I like him. I'm not going to talk but, bad about him. But, but. Are, but are, you, are you good with Daniel Jones? There's a big difference when you're good with Matthew Stafford versus if you can be good with if you can be good with Daniel Jones then okay he's he's worth the money but we'll see we'll see what happens and there is an argument i mean people are saying you know Daniel Jones he hurt his leg right and people are saying he's yeah. him being able to run and move is a big part of his game um so and maybe that mechanically i'm not sure i know Casey knows a lot about quarterback mechanics but maybe that also has to has a kind of tie in with his accuracy issues potentially but sure either way this is his kind of this is it like he's got to show us something otherwise he's got he's out yeah i mean i haven't looked at him in a while but injuries definitely don't help mechanics you know you, yeah. you lose power you lose you lose accuracy and, and if you don't trust whatever is going on in your lower body that can that can definitely cause some issues but yeah um this is his proof of year we, we talked about it on previous podcasts too like they're they're loaded on the offensive skill positions and it's time to produce or find a new team you can go the way of Mitchell Trubisky very quickly and end up a backup and banished to Buffalo and being cold on the yeah. sideline near the heater or Jameis Winston <laughs> you guys see Jameis Winston's uh workout video oh it's kind of funny it's the same thing as always does like dude everyone knows that like this is the worst quarterback drill to do yet you always do it yeah <sighs> it's frustrating all right well let's right. move on let's talk about the uh, Cowboys and Our, uh everyone's what, favorite what team here about America's well, team I think the Cowboys on paper, I are the best team, but I picked them the last two years to actually be like pretty good, and they have let me down twice. So I, there's no chance of me picking them uh, to get first this year. I got them at eight and nine. Dak is by far the best quarterback. In case I think you mentioned that earlier, like there's no debate. Uh, but I do worry about Zeke. I worry about Mari Cooper. Their offensive line is getting kind of old. Uh, but I don't think their problem will be scoring points. They'll they'll find a way to score points. Uh, somehow, some way, picking up Dan Quinn and losing Mike Nolan as defense coordinator is huge. Uh, Dan Quinn has been a great defense coordinator, has not great defenses in Atlanta, but it was a great defense coordinator in Seattle. But I still worry about them overall. Cause I don't think they did enough to address their needs. Their corners there are still pretty bad. Uh, Diggs was on promise, but he has some off-field issues. I those kind of fizzled away. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, they picked up Kelvin Joseph in the second round. I think he was a year away from producing, and he's probably going to start. And they spent a lot of their draft picks on linebackers, and their linebackers weren't a weakness. They have four linebackers now, and you can only play really three at most, mostly two on the field. 
So that's kind of an interesting strategy. Demarcus Lawrence, they're paying him a lot of money. And ever since he signed the contract, he has not been that good. So the Cowboys, if they need a win, or if they're going to win it, they need to score points like last year. And they showed that last year and they had Dak before the injuries. So it's going to be a lot of similarities last year where some weeks they're going to beat some teams that they shouldn't be beating. And then they're going to lose tinkers on national television. So there's going to be no consistency here, which is why I can't trust them and have them just below 500. I actually don't hate the Cowboys all that much. <clears throat> I do hate that they wear the same exact uniforms every time, regardless of whether they're home or away. I think that's <laughs> dumb. But uh, dumb. I, I don't, they're I don't hate them as, a, as an entity uh, as much as I do, I don't know, like the Seahawks or, or mm. maybe even the 49ers for what they did to us a couple years ago. <laughs> that was pretty depressing. Uh, but I, I, Durgan sort of touched on it. They have the offensive talent. The question is, can they ever stop anybody on a consistent basis? Uh Mike Nolan is gone. That's going to help a lot. Um, but I think the season is really going to go a lot like it was going before Dak went down for the Cowboys. They're going to be in a lot of high-scoring games, and if the, the offense has an off day or you know they don't have the ball last, they're going to start losing some games. We, we saw the Seahawks start sort of the same way last year uh, where they were just scoring points, let Russ cook. He was slinging that thing all over the place, mm-hmm. and then – that's only sustainable for so long. You know, if you have enough one-score games, you're eventually going to lose some of those one-score games. Uh, so ultimately, I think they're going to end up being 9-8. and eight. If that defense starts to congeal and, and come together and, and Dan Quinn does a good job there, I think he needs to simplify things for them. I think they were a little bit too multiple last year with Mike Nolan and, and putting people out of position. Uh, but if he can do that and they can sort of just be solid on defense. I think they are the best team in the division. Uh, I just don't think that's likely to happen this year, at least. They need a little bit more help on, on the defensive side. They need a, a true edge rusher. and um, I really don't like Jalen Smith. Leighton Van Der Esch is hurt all the time. But, yeah. again, those are linebackers, which are not super-duper important. But, you know, it's nice to have good ones. As much as it pains me, I have the Cowboys in first in this division at 10 and 7. Um, that being said, I'm going to take an opportunity to just shit on them a little bit real quick. And I understand this has no outlook on their performance this season potentially. But this is a team that has not been to a Super Bowl in 25 years. They have also not been to an NFC Conference Championship game in that exact same time, time span. The last time they were in an NFC Championship game, a lot of these younger players in this team were not even alive. Were not even born. Or they were babies. <laughs> Um, there was an interview with Kyler Murray, who was one of those players, born in 1997, um, and he was born in Texas, and they asked him why he's not a Cowboys fan, and he said they were always ass. So <laughs> I agree with you, Kyler Murray. They were also they were always ass. But I also want to touch on this because it kind of pertains to all, all of us. Every other team in the NFC has been to an NFC Conference Championship game at least twice in that same exact time span. The only other ones who haven't, Washington football team and the Detroit Lions. The top three teams in NFC Championship game appearances, you can probably guess the first one, Packers. Second, Eagles. Third, Niners. So look at us, right? Picking the right teams to be We we know how to lose those NFC Championships, man. Yeah, man. Same, same. But, I mean, you know, we also know how to get there. And and, uh, the Cowboys clearly do not. So... Listen, I'll get into to my actual opinions on the Cowboys. I think this team is going to get first 100% solely because of Dak Prescott. Every other team in this division has question marks at quarterback. We, we discussed it um, between Daniel Jones, Fitzmagic, maybe being average. 
Um, Jalen Hurts' first season as a starter, who knows what he's going to do out there. Um, so I, I actually really believe in Dak, and I think that this offense is going to be great. Um, the only questions I have on this offense, Zeke, 100%, there's a question mark there. I mean, he's still, he's still going to be a solid running back, but he posted career lows in every stat that matters as a running back. Um, and he posted a career high in fumbles last season. So not what you want to see out of your franchise running back that you're paying a shit ton of money. So hopefully he picks it up this season. Otherwise, it'll be kind of a uh, sunk cost for this, this team that really needs to bolster other parts of the, the team. Um, and this O-line, you know, not too long ago, people were considering this the, the best offensive line in the league. It is not that offensive line anymore. They can still be pretty good above average, um, but Tyron Smith has injury concerns. They lost some other key starters. Lyle Collins coming back definitely helps them, but I don't think it's in the best in the league conversation anymore, so we'll see what kind of what they can do for, both from on, on the ground and then what Dak Prescott can make happen, but it's going to be the defense that really determines this team's success. We've talked about it. You all mentioned it. It's really it's really going to be interesting to see if Dan Quinn actually comes in and makes a difference. Um, now that he's not a head coach, he can just literally focus on what he's supposed to be good at. Um, but, you know, will, will these draft picks, will Micah Parsons make an impact? Will Kelvin Joseph, who, by the way, has some interesting... The Cowboys blow my mind with how often they're willing to take chances on character concern, guys. It's literally like every player they, they sign or draft has, like, some sort of character concern. And Kelvin Always. Joseph is one of them. In college, apparently, he, like, told his head coach he just didn't want to play. And then he was just like, yeah, I just, I'm not going to play in this week. So they he just... must be a rapper. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand the, the mindset... But I do think, you know, just with how shitty the secondary is, he's an upgrade. Even if he's not ready to start right away, he's an upgrade, which kind of speaks volumes. Um, but Keanu Neal as well is, is a nice addition. Um, Demarcus Lawrence needs to play like he's getting paid Khalil Mack type money and not like average rotational defensive end type money, um, which he has been playing like. So it'll, it'll, be, uh, it'll be definitely something that you need to see improve is his pass rush. But across the board, this defense has been absolute trash. So... We'll we'll see where this team ends up, but just solely because of Dak Prescott, I'm I'm putting them in first place at ten and seven. Yeah, and to be fair to the Cowboys last year, I mean, three of their offensive linemen were hurt for the majority of the yes. year, and yes. you lose Dak Prescott, and that team looks drastically different. I mean, yes. when your offense can barely sustain a drive, um, your defense is going to be put in bad situ- situations as as well. So, hundred percent. Um, you know, I think just having a functional offense will help the entire team to, to some degree. How much that will be, not entirely sure. But uh, I think for me, it's they're they're the clear top two with Washington um, to to compete for the division title. Yep. Don't agree with Washington, but I agree that they're in the top two. <laughs> uh, well, we can dive right back into that. We can spend another forty five minutes on, on we can, Washington and Fitzpatrick. We can, but we won't um, for the the sake of our listeners and Durgan. But we maybe as we get closer to the season and things uh, change, we can kind of revisit this conversation. And uh, I have a feeling mid-season you're going to be taking notes on on all of this and and uh, bringing it up. But, oh yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun storyline to follow. Um, that kind of wraps things up, though. That's those are the four teams. We we have our our uh, consensus opinion or our lack of consensus, I should say, um, which does make this more exciting than previous divisions we discussed. I'm hoping more go this direction. But before we head out, do you guys have any final thoughts on the NFC East? Uh, I do not, but um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to them. I'm glad they're not on primetime games a ton, but I am, I'm going to have fun keeping track of the, the NFC East. I think they're, they're 
going to be a tight division, good good division race down to the wire. Maybe that'll be the uh, 250, well, fuck, it's not going to be 256 games anymore. Maybe it'll be the last game of the season on NBC <laughs> yeah. for the division title and a playoff berth. Should I do the math real quick? 17, was it 17 times 32? Yes. 544? That seems like a lot. Did I do that right? All right, anyway, whatever. doesn't matter. <laughs> Derek, what about you, man? Any, any final thoughts here? We're going to wrap things up. I I mean, it's the worst division, but it's the most competitive division. So it's like Casey said. It's going to be interesting till the end. Um, one of these teams will be probably in the top five in the draft. So there's something to look forward to for one of those teams. Could see two of these teams in the top five in the draft. Who knows? True. Let's uh, let's wrap things up there, though, on episode 96. Thank you for sticking with us. Greatly appreciate your support and hanging in through Casey and I's argument about the Washington football team. Always fun. Um, but before we head out, going to give my uh, guys here a chance to plug some content. You should keep an eye out. Casey, what do you got coming up, man? Yeah, I took a look at uh, Brian Flores' defense and his blitz packages and, and some of the fronts he used last year to, to help that defense really start to flourish and, and make some noise. Uh, I know Xavier Howard is, is holding out right now, and maybe deservedly so because he, he balled out, but uh, it was fun to take a look at them, and, and it seems pretty sustainable for them and the talent level that they have on defense. So uh, if you want to check out what they were doing and, and how they became so good so quickly, Go check that out on Thursday. It'll be on the YouTube channel or on the website. Awesome. See how Brian Flores can flourish. More like Brian Flourish. You like that? Uh, there you go. Was, there you okay. go. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Durgan? What do you got coming up? Man? Uh, top 10 linebacker and secondary uh, prospects is up. By the time this podcast comes out next week, Spencer Rattler scouting reports. Scouting reports are back. We'll have for sure four straight, maybe five. Still figuring out how the scheduling works. But for sure, four straight. So scouting reports are back. Spencer Rattler is first. He was an exciting name. We'll talk about him a lot over the next year. Uh, quite controversial, but he's, he's a good player. He's a good player. Awesome. Excited for both of those. This has been a weekly Spiral production, bringing you fresh football every single week. Thank you again for sticking with us. We greatly appreciate it. We hope whatever else you get up to the rest of the day, it is awesome. And we will catch you next week for episode 97.